listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hi, you're listening to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Aria, and as always, I'm joined by our resident vet, Dr. Glenn. Hello. How are you going? I'm well. That's good. Um, before we get started, this is just general advice. For advice specific to you and your dog's needs, have a chat to your vet. Sounds good. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about travelling with dogs, um, riding in cars with dogs. Riding in cars. <laughs> um, so um, it could be... Uh, there's, it, some dogs love the car and some dogs really don't love the car. Yep, and everywhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's definitely a spectrum of um, love for the car. Correct. And there's also obviously, you know, safety concerns. There's a lot to consider. Yep. And it's something that we, you know, can do a lot of. Can so. happen every day and then sometimes it goes wrong and sometimes it goes really right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what, what do, you, do your dogs like the car? Uh, yes. Um, my old crazy Dalmatian gets really excited when she's in the car because usually it's because she's going to the vet clinic to get blood tests for her latest snake, snake bite. bite yeah. um, so she finds that very exciting. What a very great exciting. event. Um, and they do go for walks off property sometimes. Um, but, yeah, yeah, they, they all like car. Yeah. Oh, stoic. Not as much. He's getting better. He, more, more happy things happen at the end of car trips now because he gets to come to the office and shoot videos and stuff. So, yeah. yeah he, um, he did have opinions initially, but enough food-based reward treats yeah. and stuff made it happier. Yeah. yeah. Sage loves the car because it means he goes to work. Yeah. If I say to him we're going to work, he's just like, pshong, up there. Yeah. He loves it. But he doesn't like going in the back of the ute. I, yes. Yeah. I've only tried that once with him and he's like, oh, I'm not a farm I'm puppy. I'm a farm dog. <laughs> I, I am a pampered pooch. I am a lap dog. That's right. Um, so let's get into how to prepare dogs for travel. What, are the, what, what things should we do to prepare them to, to go in the car? I mean, there's lots of uh, training things you can do to um, like first introduce puppies and dogs um, to the cars. I mean, you just want to make it as pleasant experience as possible is the short answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're preparing to go for a road trip i mean certainly if you've got a 10-hour road trip coming just putting your dog in the car and going with a 10-hour road trip sounds like a really bad idea um so i mean certainly preparing them in general by working up to what um time frames you're sort of looking at i mean um right from a you know trip around the block um up to a um you know one hour trip where they probably don't need to go to the toilet and then um some dogs don't like going to the toilet unless they're at home yeah we had a dog um that did that and it took a lot to convince him to actually go to the toilet where it wasn't his home yard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just practicing stuff. So, practicing uh, how you're going to confine them and what they're going to put in the car, um, yep. what treats do they like to try and um, pacify them or give them something to do in the car. Um, and yeah, toilet breaks and right through to if you're traveling for, you know, multiple days, well, then you've got to take into account food offerings um, and, you know, bedding and where are they going to sleep yeah. and, and all that sort of things. So, yeah. so there's lots of just, you know, think about what trip you're undertaking and try and um, not prepare for it the day before or on the day of yeah. the trip. Um, just do the things you need to do. Yep. Yeah. If I'm yeah, going on a big trip with my dog, I'll have like a bag for me and a bag about the same size for the dogs yep. <laughs> with all this stuff in Absolutely. it. Um, so you mentioned restraining them. Um so that's that's an important safety thing. Yep. Is it better to have them in a crate or a harness? Um, I mean, in my opinion, for most dogs, I mean, a crate makes more sense. Um, but in a lot of circumstances, a crate isn't 
particularly practical sometimes. Um, yeah. It depends on your car, um, depends on the size of the pet, um, yeah. and depends on um, the layout of the vehicle um, as well and how many animals you're travelling. So, I mean, yeah. um, but definitely, I mean, the guiding rules are not in the front seat as yes. much as people sometimes don't like that. Um, I mean, modern cars with airbags yeah. um, and dogs restrained or otherwise in front seats is a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, pets in your lap and, you know, we never want to think about what bad things could happen, but car accidents happen all the time and airbags discharge and if your little dog is sitting in your lap, um, he cops an airbag in the face and that's not what it's designed for and no. there's going to be, you know, major issues um, and, you know, in the front there's the distraction side of things yes. um, and, you know, again, even not in an accident situation, um, dogs you know, are very distracting and if you get caught by the police, you'll probably get fine for it as well because yeah. it's certainly um, not legal to have a dog in your lap if you're driving. No, and the laws about dogs in cars vary from state to state in Correct. Australia, yeah, don't depends, they? It depends on the jurisdiction, but, I mean, essentially they, they all need to be um, restrained, yeah. um, whether it's in the car or in the back of the ute. Yeah. Um, situation um, but I mean essentially in the vehicle as in, in the um, passenger side of things you've got harness restraints that are um, locked into preferably the seatbelt um, yes. restrainer tag um, or crates that if the uh, if you're traveling in the crate well then the crate should be restrained um, as yes. well like cargo straps and, and lockdown as well so yeah. that's the two realistic main options and with harnesses there's certain kind kinds of harness that are just not suitable correct um yeah. like there are some that are you know designed to help dogs with, with pulling problems with yeah. walking that are just not yeah there's you know there's restraint harnesses and then there's you know, walking harnesses and some of the strained harnesses you can walk your dog in yeah but um some of the walking harnesses you certainly can't restrain your dog in that's right yeah, yeah. and there are crash tested harnesses that we sell as well so yeah. if you search for car harness on our website there's quite a few different options yeah um, there that are available. And again, that can take some training as well, um, yeah. just getting them used to having that level of restriction. Yeah. Um, and like there's adjustment in the the straps and that sort of thing. And yeah. I mean, you want them to be able to both stand up and lie down and still be yeah. attached. Um, I don't know the answer for it, but I've, I've had my own pets have had that restraint. I mean, most seat belts, you've either got the little press button on the side of it or you've got the press button on the top of it. Um, and um, it's sometimes that they get detached themselves by stepping accidentally on stepping on it. So yeah. I don't really know the answer for that. But, I mean, some of the um, hammock-style yes. bedding, like the cargo um, mats and that sort of thing in the in the back of um, the back seat of cars where the restraints are, a lot of the time the um, locking point's actually sort of down a little hatch and then your little Velcro thing over the top to, yeah. to try and keep the dogs away from that, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, collars... Not for restraining. Not a good right. idea. No, because no. if you know if something happens, you, you know you don't want your dog's momentum in a crash situation being stopped by the neck. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. And on the back of a ute. Um, back of the ute is, um, I mean, possibly not ideal. I mean, certainly restrained at all times. Certainly restrained, um, as in tied to a preferably low tie point, um, short enough that they can't try and exit the vehicle and get hung up and dragged and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I've but, seen that. It's horrific. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but, I mean, yeah, certainly restrained, but you know, in the back of the ute, and it's 
it's not theoretical. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen um, dogs with you know eye um, problems and eye injuries from you know flying insects yeah. um, and flying dirt and and rocks and stuff like that. Um, so I mean, the back of the is um, you know a pretty common way um, in Australia to travel pets around, um, but it's not potentially without risk. Um, but definitely restrained short enough that they're not hanging their heads out the side um, in the wind. Um, but you've got to think about okay. Uh, What's their shade situation? What's their yeah. heat situation? You know, how hot's the floor? Um, there's lots of um, dog you know, crates and, yeah. and, and you know, built-in cages on the back of ears and that sort of thing. And, and again, um, just being mindful of shade. And it's not so much when you're moving, but when they're, um, when they're stationary. But you know, if you put your hand on the back of a steel-plated um, ute floor, even when it's been moving, like the hot sun on it, I mean, it's bloody hot. You yeah, know, you can you can burn stuff. Um, so yeah, just be mindful with all those, but definitely always restrained. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think um, a very common complaint is that dogs get car sick and get nauseous yep. in the car. So what is that about, and what can people do about it? I mean, it's really common in puppies. It's less common in adult dogs. Um, most look, there's a lot of puppies get car sick, um, and that's just supposedly their um, uh, central nervous system balance centre is not fully developed until an adult. Um, I think that's probably the case because you, you see lots of puppies that get car sick, and, yeah. and, and a far fewer adult dogs get car sick. Um, I mean, and then. You know, preempting that is okay if you know you're going to for a car trip not having a full stomach um, yeah. on your dog or puppy for that matter um, I mean definitely no feeding an hour before I mean realistically um, I recommend a couple of hours at least um, before you know you're going for a car trip because yeah. doing it on an empty stomach makes more sense than on a full stomach that's for sure yes um, and that doesn't mean they won't get nauseous but there's less less to throw up and I think they seem to get less nauseous yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it's it's it can be tricky if you're trying to use food rewards yep. to like make a positive association with the car, but yep. then that's where you can do that. I mean, we could talk about training for hours, but yep. it's where you can do the con- conditioning and and that when the car is stationary yep. or like drive around the the driveway. That's right. And, and if they're you know if they already get nauseous or maybe food reward isn't the way to do it, like while they're moving. Yeah. But realistically, I mean, to me, it's more so about like having a full stomach. So yeah. I mean, I've got no troubles with them. You know, having a, a treat dispenser or a chew toy or a licky kong yeah. you know with some peanut paste and that's thing to keep them occupied for a road trip yeah. um it, they're not going to get a full stomach doing that yeah. yeah 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 um and so is is there like some anti-nausea supplements i mean or prescription medication yeah. for more sort of yeah ongoing yeah, absolutely um i mean if you're um Puppy or dog, you know, has had um, vomiting episodes and had actual nausea before. Um, and nausea can, I mean, obviously if they throw up, that's probably nausea. Um, but, you know, drooling um, and then is it anxiety-based? Mm. Um, does it induce anxiety? I think certainly. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a subsection of dogs that as puppies have um, – not nice experiences from being in the car because they get sick and throw up and that then makes them not want to be in the car. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of a bit so of just like, a I don't like that place. It makes me feel sick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, does ginger work for dogs? Is it anti-nausea? I think it seems to. Yeah. Um, I've never given it to my dogs, but um, I've had clients that, that swear by it and yeah. ginger's not toxic for dogs. So, um, I mean, a, a ginger 
um, a couple of ginger cubes or a ginger supplement. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to do any harm. Um, if you want to try that, certainly. Um, if there is you know, an empty stomach, they're less likely to get nauseous than, a, than on a full stomach. There is a very effective prescription medication called Serenia that's available in tablet form from your vet mm-hmm. that um, is a very, very effective anti-nausea medication and pets, particularly if they can have long road trips that have had um, nausea troubles before um, last for about 24 hours. Um, ironically, you've got to give it with full stomach. <laughs> um, but because last 24 hours, you need to give it the night before, yeah. and that's my usual recommendation. So even if you're going for like a multiple day trip, you can give them a tablet the night before and, and travel the next day, and then when you get there, give them the next tablet with their meal yeah. and, and go from there. And it seems to be effective at – I mean, certainly it's an effective anti-nausea medication, but – a lot of dogs, once you stop them from being nauseous for a couple of trips, they seem to improve significantly. So yep. I think it sort of retrains their brain or, yeah. or you know, maybe reduces that anxiety yeah. that induces nausea a little bit. Yeah. Um, some it, – it's prescription medication. So you um, have a discussion with your vet um, whether they need to see your pet for that prescription medication or yeah. if they're happy to dispense it. I mean, it's a very safe medication, but it is still a scripted medication that yeah. you'll have to um, have a conversation and your dog – may need to be examined by the vet for you to get that. Yeah. Um, So anxiety is, yeah, definitely a big one at play here. Absolutely. Um, And, yeah, like you say, one of the symptoms of that can be vomiting and nausea. Yeah. So other than training, which I think we'll end up doing a whole other video on, um, we can obviously touch on it briefly, but what sort of things can we do to help to reduce that anxiety. Yeah. So, I mean, again, um, not touch too heavily on training, but obviously you know, getting them used to getting in the vehicle and, and f- feeding them, like, you know, their meals in the back of the vehicle yeah. before it goes anywhere and and, um, and just getting them more happy with being in the vehicle, certainly. Um, making them more comfortable in their circumstances. You can use things like, I mean, thunder shirts certainly aren't just for dogs with storm anxieties. Mm. Like it's a, a non-specific um, anxiety aid where you put a little compression vest on and gives them a hug and releases serotonin and they feel better about their circumstance. So yeah. that's, um, you know, certainly suitable for um, for travelling. Yeah. Um, things like Adaptil, um, which is the dog appeasing pheromone. So they're either collars or sprays. Um, the plug-in adapter is not going to work in the car <laughs> Probably, unless you get a 240 volt out there. Um, but, yeah, the, the collars and the, and the spray, environmental spray, like inside the crate or yeah. in, in the back cargo area um, where your dog's travelling, um, you know, that can make them feel more comfortable in that environment, yes. certainly. Um, and the Zilkeen, which is a dietary supplement that it has uh, is a treatment for mild to moderate anxiety. You can start that a couple of days before your road trip um, and have that in the system and it, it has a calming effect without having a, a sedative effect yeah. for them. Um, and vets used to give out um, the little yellow tablets, acepromazine um, tablets, which is a sedative. It is a tranquilizer, um, which used to get used a lot for um, car travel mm-hmm. and, and um, plane travel and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We've really gone a long way away from that now. Yeah. Like there are other prescription anti-anxiety medications that you can use. Um, that the old acepromazine tablets used to half bomb them out and make them wobbly. Yeah. Um, so that used to induce potentially more anxiety because they weren't they couldn't balance themselves. But it it wasn't actually anti-anxiety and used to make them actually more anxious. This, oh. Their body couldn't respond to it. So, right. um, But there are prescription anxiety medications that if you haven't got enough activity from, you know, the Thundershirt and the yeah. Zilkeen and the Adaptor, which, you know, are, are 
very effective in a lot of cases. Um, you know, consult your vet and, and see if there's other options if you've got a, a really problem traveller. Yeah. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that they're going to need that for the rest of their life if they're a pet that um, that needs to travel a lot. Yeah. Um, but usually if you can give them a couple of happy experiences, yeah. um, they, they improve. Um, the We actually have a whole podcast about anxiety in general so if if your dog's anxious about traveling that one would probably be good to listen to because you know anxiety can be you know i'm willing to bet that if a dog's really anxious about travel they're probably anxious about other stuff pretty fair chance like i'm terrified of flying like i the the (laughs) last time i had to fly overseas as the plane was taxiing out they taxied back in to let me off because (laughs) we do not want this crazy person on our plane um but I had some happy experiences yeah. and I'm, I'm pretty good now. Very good. But um, I'm also anxious about lots of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you got around that, but don't give your dogs vodka for travel. No. Um, <laughs> and also I don't think trying Zilkeen for your own travel phobias is probably – I'm not going to recommend it. There is a product in Europe that has got the same active constituents in it for people. Really? But I'm not advising you to take Zilkeen. No. Yes. No, that's interesting though. Mm. Um. But, yes, um, anyway, we're not talking about travel phobias for humans, but I very much empathise with, with dogs who yeah. are worried about travel because I've been there myself. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, like most things, if you have a bad experience, pretty fair chance you can have a poorer opinion about that same thing the next time, but if you can have a few good experiences, usually that opinion gets better. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, yeah, like I know from my own experience that some really nice in-flight food absolutely helps you yep. condition me to think that flying was nice. Yep. <laughs> Food can help. <laughs> so um, um, so um, during the trip, what are some tips to make that trip more comfortable for everybody? Yep. Um, I mean, on the food front, certainly you can have um, treat-based things and chewy things, like mm. a bit of a chewy experience for dogs um, to um, help them out, whether that's, you know, pig's ears and, and that mm. sort of things. I'm not a big fan of highly processed rawhide chews and that sort of thing, and, and probably taking a big meaty bone isn't a great idea no. in the back of the car. But, you know, things like um, Kongs with frozen stuff in them or, um, you know, peanut paste or um yeah. Stuffing um, of some sort, you know that that makes sense. Um, and if you have one of those um, big hammock things, they're so easy to clean yep. that you can, you know, don't have to worry so much about the messiness. Yep. So in those, or, or in the great situation, that, yeah. that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, you know uh, regular stops for um, pee breaks and, and water breaks um, definitely makes sense. And again, um, you know, it, it trip up to an hour, your pet probably doesn't need a pee break but if it's you know an hour or two they it's probably a good idea to offer them um a pee break and, and a drink and a stretch of the legs and stretch the legs sniff um, the, the local surroundings yep absolutely um if you're you know preparing for a trip i think probably exercising your dog well the day before makes sense so um you know if you know they're not going to get much exercise that day you know get them a bit more tired potentially and, and you know do an exercise walk within their um, usual capacity sort of thing the day before makes sense yeah. but yes if you're doing a three or four hour trip they're going to need to have a reasonable stretch of their legs yeah. um, that probably doesn't mean letting them off lead in an unfamiliar environment no. um, because you know there's all sorts of new things um, vehicle noises or strange things that could scare them when they're usually fine and they really like you and stay close um, I, I wouldn't recommend that so yeah. you know an extension lead or a long line makes sense um, to get a bit more exercise in their legs so they can stretch their legs yeah. Um, one thing to remember if you're travelling with puppies yes. um, that aren't 
fully vaccinated yet um, and that could be going to get your puppy and bring it home yeah. um, and sometimes people go for long distances to get puppies yeah. um, or if you're travelling around the time of you know up until that a week after their last puppy vaccination which is probably going to be at 16 to 18 weeks of age they're not fully immune for parvovirus which mm-hmm. is the main one that we're worried about and it's a poop transferred um, viral infection so you know if you're stopping beside the servo where everyone else stops with their dogs that's not a great spot um, f- to let your puppy have a toilet break so it's yeah. probably find a more secluded area away from um, you know suburbia or away from where other dogs are likely to have been yeah. um, or you could get the extent of take a puppy pad and, and like a fake toilet um, spot for the puppy which yeah. may not work depending on what they've been yeah, tra- yeah. trained for but certainly yeah trying to find a, an isolated very low dog population area if you're going to let them touch the ground yeah. um, to go to the toilet I would definitely advise that because every dog's pooped next to the servo um, yes. on a long trip yeah 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 and on on note of pooping i have two things in the back pocket of my car seat at all times a collapsible water bowl and a roll of poopy bags yep. um don't don't get caught without them yep and, and if you are pooping in the woods in an isolated spot still please be a good citizen and pick it up yeah 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 no yeah no one wants to find dog poo no <laughs> um if you're changing diets with your dog, yep. it's probably best to do that before travel as well Correct. to prevent some car messes. Yes, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, depending on what your normal diet is for your dog, I mean, my dogs are on a, a raw food-based diet most of the time, so travelling with a raw food-based diet um, doesn't make things very easy sometimes. No. Um, I mean, there are options like balanced life and dehydrated uh, raw foods, but any diet change, um, if you're going to say change your diet, do something else for the trip, yes, I would do that you know, in the week leading up to the car trip. So um, if it's a multi-day excursion um, that you're not going to get dietary upset troubles on the second day because of what we ate the night before. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, changing their diet beforehand, um, transitioning it over three or four days, increasing the amount of the new thing in their diet um makes sense yeah um, i mean i'm a big advocate of trying to keep things the same yeah but yeah if if it's a, you know, a homemade diet or a meal that you normally keep frozen well, it's gonna be less practical on the road yeah. um, but there are options of not just transitioning to you know a completely different type of food yeah. necessarily um, yeah. but just be mindful of that and again you know preempt it yeah, yeah. um and um it's good if with those longer trips to know where the the nearest vets are. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, look up where the vet is in we along the trip and save those contacts in the phone in case of emergency. Probably makes sense and something you don't think of. But you know, yeah. if you're going for a camping trip, like okay, where is the closest vet? You yeah. Know, what are their open hours potentially? Um, you know, what's the like the closest you know emergency vet situation yes. um, that you might need when it may not be necessarily easy to find. If you're out of service um, yeah. and you've got three different towns that might be the closest towns, um, knowing beforehand when you haven't got mobile service, um, in which direction you've got to head in sort of makes yeah. sense. So, you know, it's just peace of mind sort of stuff, but it's something that people probably don't think of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a good idea. Yeah. Um, what about like occasionally you'll see a dog with their head like hanging out the window. Yep. I mean, it's not legal to have any part of a human's body outside the car, so Correct. I've got to assume it's the same for dogs. It's not legal to have them hanging out the window. Um, I mean, not, nothing's supposed to hang out the outside of the vehicle it's on the side because they're cargo, essentially, so they're not supposed to be outside the vehicle, and, and it's dangerous 
potentially for those, yeah. you know, grasshopper in the eye at 100 kilometres an hour is bad news. Um, dogs really like the, the wind in their lips and their ears and everything else, but um, I've seen that ear damage can happen. I don't really know. Like you see on online that dogs can have their ears damaged. I don't know if that's because they flap too much or something. I'm, I'm not really sure on that. Yeah, like getting hematomas from... Uh, I don't know. I mean, potentially, theoretically, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, eyes, I've, I've seen, you know, corneal ulcers from yeah. unknown objects. Um, and, you know, if you're driving on dirt roads and cars passing on dirt roads, there's obviously badness because there's lots of chip windscreens and you don't want to see a chip dog. No, yep. no. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one that I, that I see that makes me anxious. Oh, oh yep. gosh. Please don't yeah, get dogs, dogs hurt, enjoying doggy. it until something happens, and we try to stop that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, well, is there anything, any other tips you want to cover before we wrap up? I think that pretty much covers it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice to go on a road trip with the dog. I think. Yes, I think I might have to plan that after <laughs> this. <laughs> Puppy holiday. I had a great road trip once where we moved from Darwin to Brisbane, and I was on my own. I had um, four horses, two cats, two dogs, a sheep. I think that was it. That was an awesome road trip, but that was one of the dogs that didn't like not peeing um, at home. And right. it, it took him till the end of the first day to actually have a wee in the middle of nowhere. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's hard. So, yes, um, being organised helps. Yeah. Yeah. Where did the sheep go? Uh, the sheep was on the back of the ute. Nice. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I put mine in the horse float. Yeah, the horses, those four horses in the horse float. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting trip. Yeah, it definitely sounds like mm. it. Glenn's travelling zoo. It was. <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you have a great road trip with your dogs. Tag us in doggy road trip photos. That'll be fun. Awesome. I want to see where you guys are up to. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Thanks, guys. Bye.